So I was going to tell you a little bit about myself, but Pastor Tim threw, took half my thunder. So I can tell you that I at least grew up in Florenceville. I have some Carlton County here, I know. Uh, yeah, see, I have a crowd. There you go. I'm not alone. I grew up in Florenceville. It's about an hour and a half north of Fredericton. It's a small little town. And uh, I grew up in a Christian home. Where's my mama, my beautiful mama? Wave, stand up. There she is. You can tell she's sanguine like me because she immediately stands up and does the wave like I would. Right? Right? And there is, I have no idea where my hubby is. He said he was going to be somewhere. Where are you, hubby? Oh, where's my hubby? Oh, up there. And can you tell where he is? He's at the whole the way to the back. That's my hubby. Except when he has to preach, he's right down front. Actually, I get to preach out of his Bible, his preaching Bible today. There you go, dear. I was going to show you a picture of my family. It's a couple years old because really what I wanted to do, because this looks a little pretentious for me, uh, and I'm going to drive the, the uh, cameraman crazy today because I'm not going to stand still. Uh, yeah, so here's my family. This is my family. What I really wanted to do, but my hubby was not real keen on it, is I wanted to wake up on a Saturday morning, you know, hair disheveled and like my house coat on and my kitchen to disaster, and I wanted to snap a picture of who we really are. As you can see, I did not get it. They were not real keen on it. Anyway, that's just a little bit of who I am. Uh, he was the solo pastor for many years of our, our uh, 17 years of marriage. And I was the support... Um, what was I? Oh, I was the pastor's wife. <laughs> I was an at-home mom. I homeschooled my girls for eight years. And the last two years, uh, since I went to work full-time... They uh, go up to the academy, which, by the way, I love the academy. Excellent education. Willie, where are you? I'm giving you a heads up here. Excellent education. A safe, loving, and Christian environment for my kids to grow up in. I have loved it, truly. So this morning, I'm going to speak to you, and I'm going to wander around aimlessly, I'm sure. Um, But first, can I pray? So, dear Lord, I just thank you so much for this morning and for mothers. And I just pray that your presence would be here with us this morning, that our hearts would be open, and that my words would not be mine, but they would be yours in your name. Amen. So this morning, have you had maybe an older son who's come home from partying? You had no idea where he was. Maybe uh, the husband's had some stress at work and the tension at home's rising and rising just a little bit more. Maybe work for yourself, ladies. It's demanding more and more of you every day. The youngest, he's got an infection again. Got to go back to the doctor for the 13th time in a year. Bills are coming in. Appointments. Errands. The laundry's not done. It's piled up to here. The dishes are stinking because you haven't been to them for days. And you just feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Are you perplexed and hard-pressed and struck down? This morning, I want to share with you a verse or two from, first, uh, from 2 Corinthians. Paul, he's talking to the church in Corinth and what he is saying. We have this treasure in jars of clay. To show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Because we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. 
perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but we're not abandoned. Struck down, but we're not destroyed. Do you ladies and men, but especially the ladies today, do you feel like the expectations you have are too overwhelming and you just can't handle it anymore? And ladies, young and old, married, not married, kids are, or no kids, are you trying to be the woman of God that he created you to be? Are you striving to be the woman that you feel that the world has asked you to be? Are you daily trying to attain to the lofty goals you have set for yourself? Or are you daily giving each and every experience, mundane task, personal thought, business move, and decision to God? Are you daily giving your life to the one that created you? And are you daily measuring your life through what he says or what the world says? Now, men, this morning, I will be mostly talking to the ladies, but men don't tune me out because I can guarantee you that often you have looked to what the world thought a man should be, and maybe you have not felt like you've measured up to be the Superman you thought you should be. So supermen, superwomen, stop believing the lie that you don't measure up. So let me say it again. So supermen and superwomen, stop believing the lie that you don't measure up. Second Corinthians again says, we have this treasure, this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Because we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Because we always carry around in us the body of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. I'm skipping down to verse 16. Because it says, Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, we fix our eyes on, I wish you were my kids' world kids, because if my kids' world kids were here, they'd say, Jesus, can you say that for me? I feel more at home. Can you do it one more time? (sighs) Because we fix our eyes on Jesus. And we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So this morning, I ask you, how are you measuring yourself? I'll paint a picture here for you. You know the picture-perfect moms, the picture-perfect wives that you all see on Facebook and social media and movies and TV. So let me picture it for you. The at-home mom. Yes. She's the one with the immaculate home at all times. Children so well-behaved you can hardly stand it. She has seasonal 
decor splashed around her home at all times. And it's, the Christmas decorations are not up in May still. She wakes up every morning and faithfully runs 20 miles. And she does all of this without complaint, a smile upon her face, and nary a bag under her eye. Or we have the businesswoman, the working mom. She is the one that works 12 hours a day. She has, yet again, an immaculate home, perfectly coiffed children. She has her nails done all of the time. After she's worked a 12-hour day, she immediately will run the children to every hockey game, soccer game, basketball game, piano, and the list goes on. After which, she goes home and with her own hands makes a beautiful dinner from scratch. (laughs) And she does all of this without complaint, a smile upon her face and nary a bag upon her eyes. Have you seen that? Single, married, kids or no kids, all of us, all of us women at some point in our lives had thought, I would gladly trade my trials. I would gladly trade my worries for that woman's perfect life. Oh, and there is this one lady that I've always wanted to be like, and you'll all laugh, I'm not sure. It was a pastor's wife. Her name was Diane. This lady was sweet, demure, kind, loving, godly, praying woman. And let's just be honest, I'm not any of those. I am loud, brash, and obnoxious and hard to avoid. Right? And they clap on that. But I decided long ago that this is who I am. I better make the best of it. So who are you measuring yourself against? Are you measuring yourself against your best friend who you think has it all together? Are you measuring yourself against the acquaintance on Facebook that you see their beautiful pictures, their beautiful families, and their beautiful vacations? Are you measuring yourself against your sister-in-law? Who are you measuring yourself against? But let me remind you that we only see a small part of the picture. And we believe yet again the lie that Satan has told us. That we are not good enough. We don't measure up. That we've done too much. We've been somehow somewhere we shouldn't have been, and that means that somehow God has forgotten us and doesn't want us and doesn't care. So maybe if we were even a little bit more transparent and told each other a little bit more of, you know, I got something wrong. I've got a stomach. Girls, you've had babies, a stomach that you can pull out from the baby stretch mark and you can pull it over your head? Yeah, that's me. I've got that. My kids, yes. So I want to show you a little bit of my imperfect world for a minute. We've, I had a good friend, Janata, interviewed my three children. Now, they have approved my video, but I have to make a disclaimer. Are you here, Lexi? Are my children here? My, oh, my children are here somewhere. They're all up there and one down here. I am supposed to make a disclaimer before I show the video of my imperfect family. Alexis, my middle child, does not have smelly feet. 
the youngest one for the entire 15-minute interview was going like this and saying, Lexi, your feet smell. Your feet smell. Oh, my goodness. Come to find out, we get home, and it was Olivia's feet. She was smelling her own. (laughs) So, Lou, your feet do not smell. Let's see. It really depends on her mood. Sometimes she's really grumpy, and sometimes she's, like, really happy, but then other times she's like, leave me alone, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Leave me alone, I'm going to bed. I want you to clean all day. Today's cleaning day. She says it happy, but she's really not happy. And then she gives us a chore list. Yeah. I do the hard job. She gives us a big, long chore list. No, 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 she doesn't. No, she doesn't, Emily. Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. (laughs) No, she doesn't. She purposely embarrasses me in public. She will come into my cafeteria in a, like, a senior's, like, Valentine's Day outfit, and she'll come in and be like, hug me, and I'm like, get away from me. And she purposely embarrasses us. She Fine. tells me. I just don't like when she's grumpy. When she's grumpy, it's like, no. Yes! <laughs> Many times, actually. What'd you say? Okay, Olivia, we're gonna... Which is mad. She yells what she so says. much. No, she does not. We do. Clean the entire house. But yeah. She usually or she goes on a date with that, and she's like, when I get back, this house better be spotless. I say every nook and cranny, and I'm like, hey, what? what? Ew, let's your feet stink. <laughs> okay, we'll cut <laughs> that part out, Liz. Okay, this is, like, really weird, and this, like, embarrasses me. She says, <laughs> I don't give a Ronnie Red rump. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, it's like, why would you say that? Like, what does Ronnie Red rump even, like... Like I can't comprehend it. It's like whoop. And another one she says is go clean your room. Yeah, she says that a lot. Did you say anything good about me? Maybe. (laughs) 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 Thank you, girls. So I must confess to you today, I am not perfect. I wish I had more patience. I wish I had more energy to clean my dirty rotten house. I wish I could do the laundry more. I wish I could be stronger for my kids. I wish I could be stronger for my husband. I wish I could be more than what I am. But I'm not. I am who I am. And may I want to be who God created me to be and not the high expectations I've made for myself. Because I want you to stop and realize we aren't cookie-cut girls. And you probably all have figured that out before. We are not all cookie-cutter girls. He created us all shapes and sizes. We all, wait, wait, all have heartaches. We all have flaws. And we all have trials. If we would only embrace these as a part of living in an imperfect world with an imperfect life and imperfect people, Maybe life could be a little bit easier. So who are you measuring yourself against? Maybe the question shouldn't be, who are you measuring yourself against? Maybe the question should be, who should you be? Maybe you should be measuring yourself against who God created you to be. There are lots of references in the Bible about who he has said he has created you to be, men and women alike. And this is just a few of them I'm going to share with you. Because it says, for all who receive and believe in his name, 
this is what you can be. Because you are a child of God. And in John, it says, I am a branch of Jesus Christ and a channel of his life. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. In 1 Corinthians, it says, I am a member of Christ's body. And in Romans, I am assured that God works for my good in all circumstances, and I cannot be separated from the love of God. 2 Corinthians, I have been established and anointed and sealed by God. Let me change it here, not to I, but to you. Not just you who are perfect. Not you who, you know, are great, or even half. You, 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 all of you. You have been given a power of love and a sound mind. You can find grace and mercy in time of need. And you are born of God, and the evil one cannot touch you. In Acts, it says you are a personal witness of Christ. And in Ephesians, you are God's workmanship. You have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. You may approach God with freedom and confidence. You and you and you can be confident that God will complete the good work that he started in you. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And my absolute favorite, in Colossians 2, 9 to 10, it says, You are complete in Christ. You are complete in Christ. And you too can experience God's presence in your life. And you too can let go of this world, embrace who God created you to be. So this morning... I've asked you to be who God created you to be. So this morning, will you take courage? Will you have the courage to stand up and be the woman of God that he created you to be, even when the world says that's not who you are? I'm not saying that when you believe, receive, and repent and become a follower of Jesus— That there won't be any trials. It doesn't say that it's going to be like that. They make us who we are, those trials. They make us who we are. And God uses them as a refining fire. Because we live in a fallen world. An imperfect world with imperfect people. And when we go through these trials and the junk that we all want to get rid of, With the help of a loving God, we can get through them and come out the other side a better person. Because a life with God and who he created you to be, you are a better person, a better mom, a better wife, and a better friend. In James, I'm just going to hop over there for a quick minute. Just goes along with, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So I go back over to the 2 Corinthians one that we were reading. And this kind of reiterates it. And it says, 
for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So this morning, stop believing the lies. Stop believing Satan's lies that you don't measure up. Stop believing the lie that Jesus doesn't care. Oh, the lie that there is no hope. That you aren't good enough. That you're not tall enough. That you're not small enough, skinny enough, big enough, whatever enough. But that Jesus has a plan for your life. Believe that Jesus can heal you. That he can use you. That he can love you. And he does does have a plan for your life. I tell my kids and kids world all the time. I tell you, being a Jesus follower is not all about butterflies and roses. It can be and is tough work. But it does mean a life lived with the greatest mentor around and the assurance that what I go through will make me stronger in him and that one day this race will not be for naught. That one day, I hope that he will tell me that you ran well, my good and faithful servant. So I beg of you today to give every mundane task, every, not just on Sunday, not just when the important stuff comes up. I beg of you to give every mundane task, every heartache, to the one who cares and holds your life carefully in his hands because, as it says, we are not hard-pressed. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but we're not abandoned. Struck down, but we're not destroyed. This morning, who are you in Christ? Are you finding your hope? Are you finding your relief from the weariness? Where are you finding it? In measuring yourself against someone else? Or measuring yourself who you are in Christ? I wanted to take a quick minute, and if you don't feel comfortable doing this, this is fine. But ladies, I'd wonder if you'd, if you'd stand up. I want to talk to you for just a second, and then I want to pray over you. And I mean ladies, young and old. Because teens, I'm talking to you too. The message is uh, a paraphrased version of the verse that we've been talking about. And it kind of takes this and gives it us in uh, our language, in today's language. And I'm going to say this to you ladies. Because I know, ladies, you struggle with this just as I do. In the message it says, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like we things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Those hard times are small potatoes. Compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for you. There's far more here on this earth than meets the eye. 
The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. This morning, put your trust in Jesus because he holds your life in his hands. And stop believing the lie that you're not good enough, that you're not strong enough, that you're not anything enough. But Jesus loves you and has a plan for your life. Let me pray for you this morning. So Lord, this morning we see these women um, and you see them and you know each one of them personally. You know their hurts, all of their fears, all of their circumstances. And you created them for so much more than what this world has to offer. Today, give them the courage, the courage to daily measure each thought and each decision against your will and against your way, that they may fully know and experience their completeness in Christ when they fully believe and receive you as their Lord and Savior. May they leave here today with, that, with the assurance that you love them and that you have a life for them and a plan for their life. We love you and all that you've done for us in your name. Amen.